What is up, everybody? Across from me, virtually, we have Willie Schmidt, host of Pure Hunting Television. Willie, you're uh, you're looking pretty good. Have you been pack training? <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. A little bit. That's the topic of today. We're going to talk about pack training and how it can benefit you and get your body all tuned up for hunting season this fall. So the at, we're recording right now, this is kind of the early spring time frame. And if you haven't been working out, I guess, uh, since whenever, or at least maybe since the new year, when you probably told yourself you were going to start working out, now is the time to get started. Willie, but you've been, you've been at this a little bit though. This is, this isn't your first workout rodeo. This is, that's part of your routine all the time, isn't it? It is. It has for a long time, but like a lot of things, you know, you have kids and you get in corporate world, you kind of ride the wave and get in and out of it. But honestly, for the last 12 years, it's been consistent routine. It's, it's now become part of who I am and, and I need it. And it's, it's paid big dividends just for my overall health, but also certainly for, for the outdoor pursuits. Yep. For sure. Now pack training, like we kind of touched on before, uh, maybe what is it, you know, what is pack training? It's sounds basic, but it's training with a backpack and some weights, whether it's sandbags or uh, a bumper plate or something like that. And it kind of orig- not originated, but you know, so many people who want to get started or who have been out of it want to get back into working out something. It's overwhelming on where to start. Maybe thinking it's too expensive. You need to join a gym. You need to buy a bunch of equipment or a combination of that. And there's unfortunately some people who think without all of that stuff, you can't get a good workout. And a sandbag, a backpack, and some basic movements, even body weight stuff, can get you in great shape. Um, it's really the consistency aspect of it, and and there's no sooner time than right now. If a lot of people wait till July, and sometimes that's too late. You kind of need to build up to it, and and before you know it, um, it's second nature. You can start adding weight and some other stuff to uh, just improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that consistency thing that you talk about, which is the hardest part, and and uh, you know I de- I definitely have been in and out of being consistent, but the one thing that I really finally f- figured out that helped me was realizing that I'm act- I'm not going to want to do it every day. I will have an excuse not to do it every day. So I basically have to tell myself just no to those two things and then just actually just go do it, even if I don't feel like it. Yep. What kind of pack do you need? What kind of pack is going to be you know most conducive to holding, like you said, like a sandbag or actually what I've used a lot actually is just like a 40 or 50 pound bag of water softener salt. It's like five bucks at the gas station, huck it in. Yep. And actually I find it actually simulates kind of the the size of like a quarter or something like that. Pretty good too. That's, that's perfect. I've heard of people using dog food, Mm -hmm. a bag of pet food, something like that. And, you know, again, you can use to your point, you know, some of that stuff's a little bit bigger fits in your pack, whatever is comfortable to get started. If you've already got your hunting pack, why not use that hunting pack? It does a couple things. You don't, you save money on having to buy a different backpack you also are getting your body used to the pack that you're going to be actually be using in the field. And hopefully it's already adjusted to your body with the, uh, you know, the load leveling straps and with your waist belt and everything else. So just adding weight is just getting you used to what you're going to be doing in the field. If you don't have one shoot, even a day pack, you know, a 2000 cubic, something like that is great just to slide a sandbag in. If you've got a frame pack, just, Take the pack off, put a frame on, set the bag, sandbag, dog food, salt, sand, um, what am I thinking, water softener, salt, whatever on there. And if you really are into it, I mean, 
the outdoorsman's uh, tied in with wilderness athlete, that company actually makes a training pack. It's, it's got the straps, the waist belt, the chest belt, and it's actually got, I don't know what you call it. It's like the end of a barbell almost in a way, or it simulates that at least. Yep. That's exactly right. The same diameter as a, as a barbell and you throw whatever weights you want on there. So that's somebody who probably wants to go a little bit more and, and invest in some equipment, which you don't need to do. So use what you've got. Uh, Like I said, dog food, bag, whatever it's going to fit in there or fit on just to add that extra weight. So you're, your core, your shoulders, your back, your legs get used to that movement and that weight sitting up there. Yeah. And so you just touched on, I was going to say, what, what muscles are you generally working? And it, and it sounds like, you know, a fair amount, like you think like, oh, like maybe I'm hiking, so it's just going to be my legs, but there's a few other things involved in there as well. Yeah. And when people haven't practiced with weight and they go out on their you know first excursion, even if it's just sort of a day pack, you know, one night's worth of stuff, it's, you know, usually in that let's just say 25 to 30 pound range. When you're not used to that at all, that weight on your shoulders, your core, um, your lower back, that all gets affected. So training is actually doing a lot more than just your legs. It's obviously helping your endurance and your cardio, but helping that core, that posterior chain, which you're going to be using in the mountains. Yeah. And, you know, and then, uh, even just, you know, your shoulders, you kind of get used to just even having that weight, you know, I mean, obviously try and keep that weight off your shoulders, maybe as, as much as you can, you know, keep it on your hips, but I mean, there is going to be, you know, there is going to be some, uh, not, not stress, but I mean, you're going to be kind of using those muscles or having pressure on them than, than you're generally used to. So you're going to be able to, I guess, acclimate towards this, that, and I'd, I'd throw in a, I guess, a, a gear thing. You know, a lot of these modern-day backpacks, which really are just a marvel of engineering, um, <laughs> but they can be a little strappy, right? And they have lots of right. adjustments. All those ju- adjustments are there for a reason. You start actually putting some weight in it, wearing it, using, spending some time with it. You're going to be able to really fine-tune that um, versus, you know, maybe the, you know, like, oh, it's hunting season. I'm going to throw my pack on, and we're just going to go for it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gut through it and things like that. So you kind of get to, you know, work your gear a little bit more and get used to that. What about, like... <laughs> Is there anything a person should be careful of or mindful of before starting out to prevent injury? Yes. I mean, uh, the old misnomer, you know, consult with your doctor, physician. If you haven't been doing anything, you know, you, you got to say that. But if you're if somebody's fairly confident they want to get started, it's easier to start lower, both in weight, reps, distance, everything and build up to it. I mean, the earlier you start, you've got that ability to build up into it and do it over time. I, you know, fitness should be a marathon, not a sprint and obviously no pun intended, but build up to it, do it over time. You'll see more benefits starting out too heavy, too fast. You might strain something, you might really hurt yourself. And then all that you're trying to strive for, it even sets you further back. And there's plenty of stuff out there online to like, to your point on fitting a pack. If somebody's not used to it, you and I don't need to go into it, but I mean, it's the load levelers, it's the chest strap, it's the waist belt, where should it be sitting? Where should you be feeling it on your hips? There's tons of information out there. So starting with the right fitting pack um, is crucial, starting with less weight. And there's a bunch of other exercises that we might get into that you can do with a backpack or sandbag and build up into it. Um, That's the other nice thing about sandbags or bags of salt or whatever, you can just slowly remove and add stuff to it to, uh, as you improve, or if you need to lower it to get started, that's an option too. Yeah. For, uh, for like, let's say you're trying to simulate, you know, that, that hiking with weight. And I know like you definitely don't want to, 
overdo it, get injured. Do you find that there's kind of um, is there a sweet spot, or do you, or do you vary it as far as like you know, even if you're capable of like uh, packing a lot of weight, do you back that off, or like how do you manage that? It's over over time. I mean, I haven't been doing a lot of backpack hiking this spring, so for me, I would back off and do less and see how it goes. I mean, I think we've all. I think one thing that a lot of people do is overestimate the amount that's in their pack. So I came out with a 115 pound pack. Did you really? I mean, it may have felt that way, but did you actually weigh it? There's a handful of guys that I know in the industry who, when they say they packed out 150 pounds, packed out 150 pounds. You probably know a couple of the same guys that I'm talking about. They, they know that. So I would, the nice thing about a sandbag or the items we've talked about, you know how heavy it is. If a bag of dog food says it's 35 pounds, you know it's 35 pounds. If your backpack weighs seven pounds, you're packing 37 pounds, start small. I would, and ease into it and just set a goal every, you know, few days, three times a week, you're, you're packing, see how that feels and move up into it. I think we're all capable of doing more. Our bodies are amazing and they, whatever stress you put on will benefit you going forward and you can do more than you think you can, but don't come out of the gate hot and heavy with 60, 70 pounds, trying to do something like that. Start easy. If it was too easy, Great. You still got some endurance cardio built that stuff up next time, throw another 10 pounds in there. See how that feels. Yeah. One thing I've done, I think we've talked about it in a different podcast at some point in time, but it it can be, I mean, like work, life, family, like it can be hard to find time to do this. Uh, At least in the summer though, one thing that I know I do once a week, every week is mow the lawn and it takes me about an hour to mow our lawn. So I'll, yeah. I'll put, I'll put my pack on and I just mow the lawn looking like an idiot in my, in our suburban neighborhood, you know, it draws a couple looks, but it's kind right. of like, I'm burning that time anyway. I might as well get something out of it too. So Abs- great point. Absolutely. People walk their dogs regularly. Why not throw a backpack on and throw something in there and, and do the exact same thing? Just stress your body a little bit to get used to it. Yep. Yeah. My wife, she's like, oh, you got you have to wear that backpack while we're on a walk. You know, we're going to pass people, you know, but I actually <laughs> find that it's like kind of an op- Sometimes you engage people in conversation because of it. They're like, what the heck are you doing? But then I think it also in some ways, or at least I, I like to think it promotes hunting and kind of like a positive light. They're like, oh man, this guy's like, maybe if they don't hunt, which they like, you know, oftentimes they don't, they're like, oh, maybe, maybe there's a little bit more to hunting than, you know, riding around in a truck or, oh, that guy's really, you know, trying to get ready for something that looks like it's really a big deal. Maybe there's a little bit more to it than what I may have thought. So maybe maybe that's me wishful thinking, but I, I think that could be the case. I, I don't disagree. You know, there's a perception out there from, from a lot of people and, and some people still hunt that way. You know, it's their vacation weekend. It's more sitting around the campfire, drinking beers, doing whatever. But if you can break that mold a little bit to show that that there is a physical aspect and you put a little bit more into it because it's that important to you and it's building your overall health. What, what harm is there in that? Absolutely. No, totally. And then, you know, I mean, oftentimes, you know, you might get the question too, like, Oh, so you're bringing a lot of stuff in and then you're like, yeah. And then you have to bring the meat out, which weighs a lot. And you know, and if, if they, they could be under the impression that you aren't even taking the meat out. So it's another, now we're getting sure. into the, you know, uh, promoting hunting to the non hunting public, or at least presenting it in a positive light. But I'm just saying that's a, that could be a potential uh, good byproduct. Absolutely. Um, what about duration? You know, does that does that fall in the same line of don't overdo it, or do you find like, or do you mix it up? Do you maybe thirty minutes, maybe one day when you you're really in your routine, you do a couple hours? Like, what what are you doing, Willie? Or what would you suggest? I think it's kind of, kind of falls in line with just getting started and see how far you can go and how you're feeling, and then uh, 
increase it over time, but then it's always, your body needs some rest every once in a while. You know, this doesn't need to be a seven day a week, three hour a day sort of thing. Again, it's that consistency. So people get started to think, well, if I work out nine hours tomorrow, I am going to be, you know, awesome. It's like, no, if you worked out for 30 minutes for the next six weeks, you would be awesome, you know? So, you know, maybe build up to something and say, okay, I want to build up over the next couple of weeks to a four or five mile walk. Again, there's, there's time issues, there's family, whatever you've got going that, you know, if you walk an average of two and a half miles in an hour, you know, you might be putting seven, eight miles on there, but that doesn't need to be what you do all the time. Almost like a marathon trainer trains very seldom running a marathon. Maybe his best day is, is 16 miles and then backs off. He's getting that speed and endurance and, and mixing up, do the same thing, build up to where, okay, I finally did that four mile hike on a Saturday. It was awesome. But now, you know, I'll just kind of do two or three miles every day. It's just building up that consistency and 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 your routine it's much as mental as it is the physical for sure for sure you you touched on earlier willie you know some some additional things you can do with a weighted pack um you know aside from just you know hiking with with weight on your back what, what are some other things that a person can do some of my favorites are uh you know lunges are phenomenal both forward and reverse lunges and again you can start out just doing body weights mm-hmm. alternate left and right um maybe three sets, 10 reps, each one, see how that feels again, don't overdo it. And if the next day you're not too sore, build up to 15, you can, you can hold dumbbells, you can throw a backpack on, you can throw a sandbag on your back. You can, you know, kind of carry it in a sumo position. That's a phenomenal exercise ground to shoulder. I mean, hunting should be kind of about functional fitness, mm-hmm. not this big bulky chest and biceps, you know, those look great on the beach and we all would want them, but is that going to benefit you in the woods? If this is sort of a hunting and all over functional fitness things. So ground to shoulders, you know, it's a backpack or a sandbag. You go into a squat position, you lift it up, you touch it to a shoulder, squat back down, touch the other shoulder. You know, you can start just doing, doing it with no weight, Mm -hmm. build up to it. Same sort of thing. Box step-ups are phenomenal. That gets you that, you know, sort of movement, posterior chain, your hamstrings, everything, calves, hiking up a hill. You can do stairs. Shoot. If you know, if you're a flatlander and you don't have some of this undulation, find a stairwell in a parking garage or something like that and go up and down. I've done that a bunch of times with a pack. And then honestly squats, that's one of the best all around workouts you can do. And you can start with body weights again, throw a pack on. You can eventually, if you want to get more dynamic and do some overhead, you know, hold a weight, do a squat and then do an overhead press. All of those, if you do it with enough frequency, and especially if you start adding weight is going to heart health is incredibly important. It's going to get your endurance, your cardio up, get your sweat on. So you're building muscles, but you're also putting that cardio in, in shape, which, uh, and in the mountains, if you're, you know, uh, getting to elevation, you, you hate to have to stop too much. If you know, you're trying to intercept that deer or that elk or whatever it is, maybe run across the plains for uh, pronghorn you know, get yourself up there so that, you know, you can, uh, get up there, be in decent enough shape to, to, uh, recover and be ready to make the shot if it, if it presents itself. For sure. I mean, like all the stuff that you just described really sounded like, you know, a pretty, like you said, full body, functional, dynamic, you know, low impact type workout, but it's kind of working your whole body and going to give you, you know, that those functional results in the field. Well, like, well, like you said, minimal equipment, like it's really, could be stuff that you already have around the house. That's right. That's right. It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't cost a lot. It doesn't need to. Um, and then you can 
you know, build into it. If somebody hasn't been doing something, hopefully it becomes part of their routine and part of their lifestyle. You know, I've listened to a few things and it takes 66 days to build a habit, you know, so that's a little over two months and don't look for the instant gratification in two weeks over time. And if you build it into a habit, then I don't know, you also sleep better, you eat better, everything else just comes, you know, falling into play when you, uh, when you're able to dedicate a little bit to it, but it doesn't have to be again, expensive. It doesn't have to be really, really time consuming. It's building in that consistency and just starting sooner than later. Mm -hmm. I find, uh, when, which is not always, but when I do get in a good routine, I want to eat better because I'm like protective of any results that I actually have gained with like being consistent with fitness. I'm like, okay, no, I'm not going to eat that because like, I don't want to give up what I actually may have, you know, earned, you know, you're invested in it, you know? Right. Um, right. what about footwear? You do anything in specific with footwear? You wearing your hunting boots, tennis shoes, depends on the situation. Depends on the situation. I mean, honestly, if I'm out walking my dogs, I'm kind of looking at a, a path out here outside our house, which is a great gravel path with lots of undulations. I'm usually wearing like, you know, Solomon trail runners or something like that, but your feet are going to thank you and everything else to wear your hunting boots, at least on a periodic basis, especially if they're new, you're going to break them in. You, you want to get rid of those hotspots, know where they're developing and, and break them in. And honestly, if you can, the mistake I made years ago before a uh, doll sheep hunt was, I mean, I was in shape. I was ready to go. I wore my boots, but I didn't go and side hill and do that type of thing. So the first day on the mountain, side hilling, everything else, getting sweated up, I developed some pretty darn good blisters and good news, bad news. The next day rained so hard and was we were socked in. It gave my feet a chance to recover. But if I had done, practiced my own, you know, taken my own medicine, listened to myself, Wear your hiking boots and try to get as much as you can some uneven undulation just because you can't mimic that except actually being on the mountain or on the hill. Yeah, I think you nailed a really big one there and, and a huge, huge benefit of pack training on, on, like you said, on uneven terrain, off trail, just taking a side hill like you might normally do when you're in the woods. Those are just things that you're not going to be able to simulate any way else, you know, you could be going to the gym, you know, seven days a week and you're just not going to be able to simulate that. And it creates a lot of like, you're talking about core strength, just like your balance and things like that. It's really, uh, it's almost like all those like fine little stabilizing muscles you're going to, you're going to get doing that. So, um, Absolutely. so uh, I've seen people do it, but I'm actually not sure it's a good idea. And that's like running with a weighted pack. To me, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to make some of the guys that train to hunt mad, but I, I honestly, I hate it. I don't, other than a competition, which that is, what practical use is that? You're putting weight on. It's already impactful when you're running. You've got that jarring motion, no matter how cinched down you are. It's just putting extra weight on your lower back and that, that you, you're not going to run out of the woods with a elk hindquarter. You're going to take your time and get ready for the next trip. I'll so, honestly, if I knock an elk down, well, I'll probably at least skip in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might right off the bat cause you're so jazzed. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'm actually floating. So it's actually zero impact. Yeah. But I honestly, I, I, I don't like it. I, I think it's dumb. I mean, it's not emulating anything that you would do naturally and uh, it's not going to benefit you. I don't think, I mean, all that weight on your back doing that. If you want to run with some weight, put a weighted vest on or something like that. But, but again, I just, I don't think you're going to be running in the woods, running out of the Hills. You know, it's, it's a hike. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It just, 
I think it puts too much wear and tear and uh, I don't like doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that'd be, that'd be my, like, I haven't done it, but like, that's been, I guess the stuff that you're talking about there would be like my, just the wear and tear, you know what I mean? Longevity, you know, don't, don't want to even just, you know, tweak something that could be like, Oh, I'm getting ready for elk season. You're like, great. Now what? Yep. You know, is this the one, like if you, if you're trying to get ready for hunting season, you're like, man, I've got a, I've got a physical hunt coming up. I want to get into shape. Maybe I have limited time. Like, where does this activity rank in the hierarchy of things that you should, like, if you're going to do one thing, would this be it? Like, is that what you would recommend? Like, if you're going to baseline, like, hey, I've got time to do kind of one thing and be consistent about it, would, would that be it or not? Or would you be like, no, you just, you're still, should be mixing it up? I mean, if you can, I think mixing it up for, for lots of reasons. Your muscle confusion, it doesn't get you, um, your body used to doing just one thing, and then it gets kind of used to it and doesn't, you don't get the results that you might like to do, but nothing beats real life, real world situations. So yes, hiking. And I realize that there's a lot of people, I mean, if you live in West Eastern Colorado, Western Kansas, it's as flat as a pancake, you know, it's really difficult, but to get any kind of undulation and, and rolling and side hill stuff, but walking with a backpack is still going to pay more dividends, real life situation, real hunting situation than a box step up or ground to shoulder. If you can incorporate those, you're going to be better off. But if you're like, I'm going to devote 30 minutes every day. That's all I've got. Do hiking with a, with some weight in there and build up, build up your distance and build up your weight. Yep. And I think, you know, a person like we're pretty, we're fairly, at least where we're at, you know, we're in, you know, it, it wouldn't take too long to get into some bluff country, but a lot of it is like not, you know, like even in our neighborhood, we've got a couple Hills, but it's like nothing too crazy. But I find myself when I've done it actually being surprised how little, I guess, uh, grade you need, as well as like if you do get on some uneven terrain, even just that, just that, the, the minor variances in like a, you know, lumpy grassland, like it's just going to flex your ankles a little bit. It's just going to get you bouncing a little bit. So I, I would still encourage if you live in fat, flat country, like it's probably it's got it's probably has a little bit more topography than than you think might be useful. I guess maybe I said that right. Maybe I didn't. But anyway, I, I think you're right. I mean, again, Kansas, some of those areas you walk and even if there's a mound of grass, you know, step on it because you mentioned perfectly the stabilizer muscles. I mean, it catch you a little bit off guard. You're constantly catching your balance and whatnot. So and the and the weighted pack is going to accentuate that because you just got more weight up top, and mm-hmm. so your body has to adjust and compensate for it. So you know, seek out some, some stuff. I mean, instead of walking the path of least resistance, go up a little swale and do that just to build some of that in. And if it is flat, flat, or the weather's crappy again, go find a stairwell or something like that, a parking garage. I, a buddy of mine did that in Texas. And it's, it's amazing how just up and down the stairs can with or without weight can get that heart rate up and a few flights and you're uh, you know, you've done something big time. So, Awesome, Willie. Well, you are definitely uh, a lot more fit than I am. I have a lot of uh, pack training to go, if you will, but definitely inspired. Appreciate the time. Did we did we miss anything, or is there anything else that you'd add to the benefits of pack training? Nope. I can just tell you, as I've gotten older, just building that consistency, it's for pack training, for hunting, but it, the lifelong benefits and overall health benefits, that's really what you need to be looking at. And uh, it's easier, again, to start sooner than later. Awesome. Great advice, Willie. Get to pack training. Stay consistent. It's not easy, but it'll make you feel good about yourself and your body will feel good. 
and you'll hunt harder, you'll hunt better, and hopefully find some success in the field this fall. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Willie. We'll catch you on the next one.